Welcome to Coyote Tales, and yes, today we are giving you our Olympic special reports. This is our Olympic song, but we can't play the real one because we don't have the copyright. So we're singing this really bad parody, because parody is protected under international copyright law. Law. I've got today with me a very special co-broadcaster. I have Ryan Shannon. Good morning from Japan. Well, is it good morning or good evening from Japan? I don't know. And technically we're not in Japan, but we did install secret cameras all throughout the country to bring you all the special sports that may not be getting covered by the major news outlets, right? That is correct. And our first event, it looks like it is, is that competitive bullshitting? Yes, that's a new one that was introduced this year, and thank goodness that professionals are allowed to compete. So, who are the top two contenders in this final round, Ryan? For, for the final round, it is Jeff Skiing. The skilling. Skilling, my apologies. I thought it was Skiing. I was thinking winner. Well, he is trying to change his name. For, that's part of his bullshitting. That is part of the bullshitting. He is the former Enron CEO, and it looks like... His competitor is Steve Jobs. Wait a minute. The CEO from Apple, isn't he dead? That's the key. He's not dead. That's why it's called competitive bullshitting. Oh, my goodness. These are serious competitors, and they are here to slay. And they are going hot and heavy on the bullshit, 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 and more even bullshit. Oh, you know what? I, I've heard Jeff Skilling's speech before, and now we need to invest in how Ponzi schemes work. And this time... We're really going to get our money back. Uh, we're going to get our money back full 100% guarantee. Don't mind the shredder in the background. Oh, what's that? He, he promised a 50% return on that investment. I heard <gasps> 75. Oh my goodness. What? How is Steve Jobs going to counter that one? I don't know. He's thinking. He, he's scratching his chin. But he, what was that? I could barely hear it. Could you hear that? You know what? I, I think I think he said everybody needs to buy the new iPhone 14. Ooh, the gold, the gold goes to Steve Jobs for competitive bullshitting. Congratulations, Steve, and may you enjoy going back into retirement and hiding in your fake grave. Now we do have some results for an Olympic event that happened a couple of days ago. And which one was this for you? This one was actually the uh, Olympic skate shooting. And this has been a, uh, exact, you know, it's existed in the games for quite some time, but the amazing part, for the very first time, for both men and women, the U.S. has taken gold. That's right, Vincent Hancock has taken the gold for skeet shooting for the men, and Amber English has taken it for the women. That congratulations to Vincent and Amber on this event. What's really surprising to most people is these are the first times that we've actually had gold medals in skeet shooting. Especially with all the guns here in America? I know, you would have think we would have dominated this sport for years. For years, but uh, interesting fact. Yeah, and taking the silver in there was Jay Hansen, and the bronze actually went to Al Rashidi from Kuwait, <laughs> another country that is well versed in handling their guns. That is true. So, we also have a new sport to add this year, the competitive drinking. Oh, I've got bad news for you U.S. fans. Sounds oh. like the U.S. frat boys have been disqualified for marijuana use. Oh, no, say it isn't so. It is so, unfortunately. 
But right now we have the final match between Germany versus the Irish. Irish are a favor, but it's a good match and it's been going on for days now. Well, I think the one thing that really makes this a long-term event, you know, one of our endurance events, just like, you know, the marathons and things like this, is that they are only allowed to drink beer. Beer, ooh, that would also describe the frat boys because they drink a lot of heavy whiskey and stuff and lots of shots. Yep, they did their training all completely wrong. Better luck next games, frat boys. We're gonna have to continue this one because it looks like the German team Nope, they're still going at it. We'll be back. Yep, I am sure that we'll enjoy their rousing beer hall tunes for the rest of the games. This brings us now to another brand new game for the Olympics. It is actually one that was invented during COVID and was going to debut originally in 2020. Ryan, why don't you tell us about this sport? This is an interesting sport. You can play at home. It is balloon polo. Basically, it's you take a balloon, fill it full of air, and make sure there's two people, and the balloon must never touch the ground. Yes, and what's really interesting is any part of your body, furniture, or your opponents, or pets, can be used to keep that balloon up. Now, what really makes this special is these are family sports. So, it's usually a parent matched with a four-year-old. And sometimes the parent wins because they do have the height advantage, but the kids always have the quickness. Oh, and then you have to watch out for those pesky fans. They can blow those balloons everywhere. I know, but that's what adds to the uh, excitement of the sport. That, yes, it does. So in our final round here, the Americans are showing a strong. Once again, we've got the U.S. Housewives versus the London Flat Crashers. Yeah, flat cracker, flat crackers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What do I know? <laughs> flat crashers are holding strong, but it got to give the uh, the housewives the lead on this one. Yes, and just remember, it is a five point foul if your balloon should pop. Yeah, and you got to watch out for cats for that. Sometimes they pop the balloons. But... Yep, that's why they're added as the wild card. Right. Yep. So, how's it going with the Germany and Irish drinking competition? Uh, guess what? They're still drinking. I, I can't believe how much beer these guys are putting down. This is amazing. Is that is that Hans? No, he's up. He's good. He's drinking. He's fine. Was that Hans Gruber? That was Hans Gruber, the legendary Hans Gruber. He's... Many people thought he had a fall a few years ago, but I, you know what? These Germans are pretty resilient. He's up and strong and still drinking heavy. You know what? Up, up. We see one getting up from the table. Is it? Yes, it's Connor O'Leary. Is he making his way to the bathroom? As we know, that is a five-point deduction should they have to go to the bathroom. And it's an instant disqualification if he happens to puke. Oh, he's looking kind of green. He, he's green. It's green. Oh, he just had to barf. We're all good. It was oh, just a large belch. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. The green is just his face paint. That was his face paint, yes. We will definitely come back to the Germany versus Irish and the competitive drinking. Now, let's take it to our heavyweight class. And this is the new outdoor stadium that's been reinforced. I really like the look of this stadium. Great. So... Who exactly are our competitors in the City Smash and Wrestle? Well, this would be the Japan Godzilla versus the, am I reading that right? Russia bought Mecha Godzilla. Oh, this could be a great final event. Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. 
Great. Now, we did see Gamora show up earlier. Yeah, that was unfortunate. He just happened to spin out, wiped out uh, several sections of the stadium. Well, it's a good thing that we're not spectators here at the games this year. Right, correct. Yeah, he was spinning out of control. He did wipe out a couple judges. Well, I think most people are okay with that one, actually. I happen to agree. Great. So who's your money on for Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla? You got to go with the big green man himself, Godzilla. He's the biggest, he's the baddest, he's the dominant. Yeah, and you know what? We have to be honest. When we talk about training and maintenance, Russia just doesn't do preventative maintenance the way they should. I can see some rust stains around Mechagodzilla's, you know, bolts right from here. That's not rust. <laughs> what is that? I don't know, but it looks like King Kong was plugging some stuff earlier. Oh, mm. God, what a dirty player. Yeah. Dirty player indeed. Did that actually get uh, King Kong disqualified? It did get King Kong disqualified. You can't uh, throw shit at your opponents. Yeah, he wasn't happy about being in the games anyways. He originally wanted to, you know, represent his home country of Zimbabwe, but as we know... U.S. did source him and gave him full citizenship just to compete in these games alone. Right. Thank you, U.S. Yeah, but I'm sure King Kong is looking forward to going back home. I agree. He's ready to call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, look! It appears that Godzilla is using his nuclear blast breath. Oh, I think Mechagodzilla's in a full meltdown. Yeah, he's full meltdown and he is down. Mechagodzilla is down. Therefore, Godzilla wins the gold. They call him King of the Kaiju for a good reason. Damn right. Damn right. So, I think we're finally getting to the ending route with Germany versus the Irish in our competitive drinking. It looks like John O'Malley, he has hit the floor. Therefore, the Irish ha are disqualified. Oh, John. Man, we had such high hopes for the Irish, but you know what? You can't keep that good German down. They, I think Hans Gruber was definitely the game changer. He was the game changer. He, he was drinking and, and, and burping and getting everything out. He's my number one player for German team. All right. Well, this brings to a conclusion our special edition from the Olympics Games from Japan, Tokyo, and to the rest of the world, good night and stay competitive. In keeping with our Olympic theme for today, I do have a movie review for you, actually. This is probably something you've never heard of, but it is totally awesome and you should absolutely watch it. I'm not talking about Miracle, which is also an awesome Olympic movie, talking about, you know, when the, uh, that's the Miracle on Ice. It's a hockey movie, for those of you who don't know, when America beat the Russians. I'm not talking about that one. I'm not talking about Ice Castles, which again is like hockey, but it's taking a hockey player into a figure skater. And I'm not talking about Personal Best, which is kind of like the first lesbian movie I ever saw. Most interesting thing about that movie was uh, the first time I saw a dick on screen. Well, there you go. But no, I'm actually talking about a wonderful family movie called Animal Olympics. That's right. It's an animated movie, Animal Olympics, made in 1980. And what it is, 
it's awesome. It's just, I love this movie. I loved it as a kid. I've seen it so many times. It's ridiculous. You can find it on like Amazon Prime, IMDb, some places like that. Definitely worth a watch. So what it is, is all animals from across the, the world competing in traditional Olympic events, both winter and summer events. And we've got like little vignettes and the focus on the different characters and the different sports. And some of it's kind of like really interesting. It's got great voices in it. Like Brenda Springer is one of the lead announcers voiced by Gilda Radner. She's a Springer Spaniel, of course. Uh, We've also got Billy Crystal did several of the voices here too. We've got the Contessa, who's actually a chicken, which I thought might not be awesome. Also voiced by Gilda Radner, but she is a fencing artist. And it's just like this mind-blowing, wonderful fencing tournament with all the drama of a French Contessa. Yes, how awesome is that? And of course, they've got a hot dog skier. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, you know it. He's a dachshund. He's a hot dog. How awesome is that? So now you're getting a feel for these kind of things. And, you know, we've got water sports and dry land. And let me tell you, the ferrets and otters as gymnasts is just going to be like mind-blowingly beautiful for you. And I do have to warn you, I found this out in researching this stuff online to refine, you know, make sure I wasn't insane that this movie really does exist. And it does. Uh, It's also a really big hit with the furry community because you have anamorphic animals kind of drawn like people doing awesome, amazing things and looking wonderful. So of course the furries love this movie, but that's okay. You don't have to take it to a weird place. If you don't want to, you can enjoy it as a family film, but it, it does make me wonder if it did give me another level of kink that maybe I'm not even aware of, it's like, okay, I have enough weird things going on in my mind. I don't really want to indulge in my desire to dress up like a furry pink skunk and get friendly with people. I, I just, I just can't. I already have too many weird things I do. So no, um, dream on fans. That's not going to happen. Maybe a fox, but not a skunk, not a skunk, not anymore. No, but I digress. Let me give you an, one example of the best storyline throughout this whole movie. Now, spoiler alert, if you're wanting to go watch this and you don't want this to be spoiled, you know, like fast forward or skip over or something, go watch the movie, come back, listen to the rest of my review. By far the best story are the long distance runners. And they're letting the males and females, men and women, males and females, compete in this same extremely long marathon. And the two best runners in the world that everybody's watching are the lioness and this goat who's French, Rene. And they don't like each other, of course. You know, they're rivals, they're running against each other. It's all competitive. Throughout the movie, it's like they go do certain events and they always come back to these two as they're running. At one point, about halfway through the movie, They catch up to each other and they start running side by side and they get in rhythm with each other and they start to form a connection and a bond with each other. And then the next thing you know, they're running and they're holding hands and they're just, it's like the most romantic thing I have ever seen in my life. And 
you know, even at the end of their race, they cross the finish line together. They're running, they're holding hands. They don't even stop to get their medals. They just keep running right out of the stadium into the distance, into the sunset. And it's just beautiful. And I'm like, you know what? I think that's my relationship goal. My entire life is to find somebody who deeply gets me on that real soulmate kind of level where we don't even need to talk. We just enjoy being in each other's presence, doing what we love together and exploring the world on our own terms. By the way, Ryan, thanks for taking my paw. Well, that wraps up our Olympic special report from Coyote Tales. I have been Donna Shannon, your host throughout this wonderful journey around the wide world of sports. Tune in next time when we'll be back to our normal ridiculousness, and uh, which means who the hell knows what that's going to be. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to give us a like, give us a follow, maybe even make a comment. Tell us about your favorite unknown Olympic sports. And if you didn't like it, well, just kind of keep that to yourself. The world is a mean enough place without it, and we don't need to hear that kind of stuff. 